0: Now, you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And pride bets with my man, Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now, wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense, and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it. Good morning, 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 good 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 people. people. Happy Friday, October the 28th. Twenty, twenty-two. Y'all decided to wake y'all asses up, with Ray G. And for that, I appreciate y'all being here. We weren't here on Wednesday, so uh, appreciate y'all tapping into the show today. Hope everybody has a wonderful Friday. Let me go ahead and say that before we get started. Shout out to Prize Picks, the people that keep the lights on in the building. So use the promo code Wake Up for a hundred dollars. One hundred dollars if you are a first-time depositor on Prize Picks. And every single solitary morning that I wake up. I got to have me a cup of Michelle Adoro coffee. It's delicious. I got the Brooklyn Bryn brewing, brewing this morning. It tastes good. I'm not gonna spill it all over the uh all over the desk like I did last week. But shout out to Michelle Adoro. I know Jay's got his cup. But uh look at the people in the building. Jay Peters, what up, baby Lindsey Mack, James Marlin in the building, Eric V, Dynasty Barry, Malcolm Miller, Ty Declair, Roro in the building, my man Brandon is here. Shout out to Brandon, man. He does a, a phenomenal job of putting the All Gas newsletter together. Make sure you click the link in the description. What we got in the newsletter this week? We got some Travis Etienne, Tony Pollard facts, Chris Olave. We got My Spari. Shout out to Mitch and the MySpari team. We got college football picks. Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Let me see if I can just show y'all this shit because some of y'all really don't like go do what I tell you to do and go subscribe to it. Let me show you. Let me show you. Let me, let's me let go here. Where is it at? Uh, mail. Let's get you in my mailbox. Look at this. This is a beautiful. Got analytics. We got pics. We got film studies. We got what else is up in here? Yeah. Yeah. Got some ADP talk. We got injury news. All this shit is free. Like for real. I, I, I can't. How do you charge? I, we need to charge for this. We got beyond the mic. We got matchups, data, Justin Fields, it's like articles just giving it to you for free. Three ninety nine. Make sure you sub to the newsletter, man. Do that. But uh, Jay, how you doing this morning, baby?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm a little tired. You know, Week. I don't know if you guys know this. Week. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Call of Duty came out last night. So me and uh, me and Mister Murray were up a little late. We we're up a little late last night. So you I gotta Kyler? make sure I have my cup of coffee. You, you and Kyler.
0: Did you mm-hmm. see the? Um, never mind. I'm not even gonna get into that. You, I didn't know you played <laughs> Call of Duty. I didn't know you played.
1: I wasn't really up late last night. It was mm. just, just a bit. But um, mm. the coffee, Ray, you mentioned it, Michelle Adoro Coffee. I'm having the uh, the espresso brand, the Cremoso Espresso. Uh, our promo code is now 15% off. Oh, we shit. Didn't, we, we didn't mention that because we were supposed to mention it on, on Wednesday. We didn't have the show, but promo code 15% off. So, you know, we talked to the people. They mm. said, you know what, we'll give you 15%. Before it was 10%. Now it's 15%. So if you go and get some coffee, espresso, K-Cups, whatever you want, all delicious, by the way. 50% you off use promo code wake up. All right, let's uh let's get right into the news, Jay. You ready? Yeah, lots of news. If I miss anything, just let me know. Let's go. The biggest news in the world of sports. Covered and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts presented by Michelle Adoro. All right, Ray, so lots of news, honestly, since we did our last show on Monday. Uh, first off, your boy Zeke, MCL sprain. There were fears of this during the game as well when he got hit on the knee. Looks like he had a hyperextension. Obviously, it ended up being some severity of an MCL sprain, so that's why Tony Pollard mania is now back into effect. And Zeke, I don't think he hasn't been ruled out yet, but probably not going to play or be limited so far heading throughout the season. Could be two or three weeks. We don't really know the severity. Zeke's probably going to try and work his way through it. Who knows what's going to end up happening with that backfield rotation? But Tony Pollard probably sees more touches than he has in previous weeks due to this MCL sprain. Um, we didn't even talk about Monday Night Football. Both Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones sucked. Mac Jones is projected to, oh. projected to start this week. Um, Justin Fields obviously looked great, won the game, has now beat everybody um, in his draft class except for who? I think except for Trevor Lawrence so far. He's just going on a tear, beating all of his all of his uh, players that he was drafted behind. Kadarius Tony was traded to the Chiefs for a third and sixth round pick. I think this, I don't know what this really means for Sky Moore. Probably means he's not going to be returning punts anymore because he's dropping them every week. Jamar Chase is out four to six weeks with a hip injury that he suffered last week. Um, They're actually concerned of him potentially being on IR. So obviously that would mean he would be guaranteed to miss four weeks. Right now it is a projected four to six week injury and he's potentially headed to IR to guarantee he will miss those four weeks. So we will not be without Jamar Chase. And that probably means a downgrade for Joe Burrow overall with how well those those two have been playing. Really big hit for those fantasy rosters who have him. Mike Williams out multiple weeks with a high ankle sprain. I don't know if we ever touched on that, but we don't even know the timetable for return for him. Njoku was two to five weeks, and he even talked about potentially playing this week, but probably won't. I believe they have the buy next week. Who? who uh, James that? Robinson? Njoku? Joku? Yeah, Njoku. No, he don't said he no, might. Just he's not going to play, but. Yeah, don't he, do it. Do he said it. he might do it. Um, James Robinson traded to the Jets, expected to be in a hot hand reproach with Michael Carter. So we'll see how that. Obviously shakes out, but frees up a lot for Travis Etienne. Probably gets more work. Jamichael Hasty, likely the beneficiary at a backup, but probably gets less work than James Robinson got in the past. Even though James Robinson was getting next to nothing. Uh, Justin Fields, almost a top twelve dynasty quarterback. right? not sure if you noticed that. Uh-oh. Mark Andrew, he's he's thirteenth right now on Cape Trade Cut. I was checking it uh, this morning. Mark Andrews, shoulder strain last night, um, and Rashad Bateman re-aggravated his foot. So we'll see what becomes of that. Andrew was dealing with more of a knee issue. Had a shoulder issue, left the game, and I believe the second quarter did not return. Apparently, John Harbaugh was pretty bad at di- not diagnosing injuries, but telling the actual true severity of the injury. So we can't really put a ton of stock into what he says. He says, you know, they're not severe. They'll be okay, but we'll see, right? So it's a bit of an issue there. Um, and that's, I think that's pretty much all of it. I think that's all the news. Did I miss anything, Ray?
0: No, nah, I think you hit...
1: I think the he big even, stuff the, at least. Yeah, I think you hit
0: the big stuff. I think for sure the biggest piece of news that's come out was the Jamar Chase injury because it sort of he got he got hurt in the game, but then he came back in on Sunday. So yeah. like you thought he was fine and then out of nowhere. It did seem out of nowhere, right? It just seemed like out of nowhere. And now they're, you know, this is just um another hit to the fantasy season, Jay. It just you know, it's been one of those years, man. It's been <laughs> it's like nobody—nobody nobody is safe. Like literally, nobody is safe. Any given week, um, you know, just sucks. That's all you could really say. It just kind of sucks, yeah. right? Uh, we were watching the game last night. The the Baltimore Wolf. Ravens. Baltimore Ravens beat Tampa Bay twenty-seven to twenty-two. This is the first time in Tom Brady's career he's been two games under five hundred this deep into the season. This is not, yeah going well for the tampa bay buccaneers right now quick thoughts on that game last night uh andrews got hurt bateman banged up gus edwards got hurt and it looks like the offense that lamar jackson has had for years it's nobody yep. besides lamar jackson and trying to figure out a misfit cast of characters demarcus robinson isaiah likely had a nice game he looked good awesome, yeah. uh, Kenyon drake in the backfield. Duvernay
1: had another good game
0: Duvernay but it's like at some point you're like man they need a dude man are you where are you at with Bateman are you starting to get worried about him and what he could be long term how does this impact Lamar Jackson like what are your just quick thoughts on that whole situation.
1: So I I do want to give Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens a little bit of credit, right? Early in the game, they were struggling, and Lamar Jackson versus the Blitz is actually better than he is when they drop back in coverage, right? And he was getting blitzed a ton. And credit to Lamar. He found his reads, read read the defense quickly, and got the ball out to Demarcus Robinson, to Isaiah Likely, to Mark Andrews early in the game. Um, and that just continued. The Bucks never adjusted after that. And so I did want to give him a ton of credit because, you know, people say he can't read defenses, he can't throw, and he was getting the ball out quick, delivering it honestly in the fashion that Tom Brady usually does, right, when he gets blitzed. But the biggest thing here for me with this offense is just you can't depend on anybody but Mark Andrews. And I think people are now kind of realizing that. Like, I like Bateman. I, I love Bateman. I think he's a great receiver, but he's a home run hitter at best. And they're bringing in a home run hitter probably after the bye week. Right into Sean Jackson. So that that's a bit of a problem too, is some of these crossers, deep routes that Bateman might've got, that could go to the Sean Jackson now. And so that value makes it even tougher. I hope it does actually boost things for Bateman. I'm hoping you can turn him into a mid-level receiver, right? Where he's working more in the middle of the field, working crossing routes that are kind of middle, not so much deep because he doesn't have to. Again, we'll see what happens, but Overall, the volume is the concern. That should have always been the concern. That was my concern when I talked about why I'm kind of fading Bateman this year. The efficiency has also been extremely high, so you have to assume that comes down. But outside of that, you know, I, I get he's been banged up, but I, even if he is healthy, we haven't seen this elite. We've seen a, a decent target share. He's not getting the snap share, and the target share has been pretty good, but it's really just been Andrews or bust. Do you feel any differently about Rashad Bateman?
0: I mean, he's hurt, you know with those foot injuries he's he's resting a week he's coming back he's limping around off the field he's hurt man um it's uh it's unfortunate you know he's getting the opportunity but your best your best skill set sometimes is your health and availability and right now yeah. it's hard to trust him because he's not healthy one target last night um no catches no yards you should just shut his ass down for a little bit and let him get back to uh let him get back to health on the other side of the ball Tom Brady threw for 325 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, but his QBR was 27. He was not good ugly. in that game. Ugly. Um, the final counting stats look good, but he was not good. And again, I said this one on uh, on Sunday night after, you know, when they lost uh, to, to Carolina. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear excuses about why Tampa Bay, oh, it's the coaching, oh, the, it's Tom Brady, you got Godwin, you have Fortinet, you have Mike Evans. I don't want to hear any excuses for Tom Brady, or why the Buccaneers are not succeeding offensively, it's bad. They have no running game. Leonard Fournette looks absolutely cooked. Uh, he's you know when he's got a runway, he can make something happen, but he lacks yeah. lateral quickness behind the behind the line. He's not hitting the holes with any authority. I mean, his carries are going down every single week. Nine carries, twenty-four yards, two point seven an attempt, one touchdown. They didn't really utilize him in the passing game. This one, I think he got his first reception in the fourth quarter or into the third quarter. Just looks like a team that's sort of they're getting close to waving the white flag, man. Uh, they're three and five and three and five on the season right now. Carolina, it sounds crazy nipping at their one game out of the division lead. Just bad yeah, if football. they win this week,
1: yeah. if Carolina wins this week, they are uh-huh. going to be first in the division, and their only wins come against division opponents. And they very well may wild. win.
0: It's versus Atlanta. Yeah. They they, they yeah. have a. They play good defense like they played last week and they continue to pound the ball um which will lead into some of the not so obvious starts from the Carolina Panthers. They could be first place in the NFC South. So this is just yep. it's just not good. That's that's about all I could say, man. I mean, you still want Mike Evans in fantasy, you still want Chris Godwin, you still are going to roll out Leonard Fournette, you're still going to play Tom Brady, but you have to temper those expectations because those guys have not been performing Um, this year. I I hope to see a little more Rashad White as we move forward. But right now, it's just not looking good. Julio Jones was out there last night. (laughs) On his first catch, he limps off of the field. Legitimately. His first reception, he limps off of the field. It's just... I I just asked the question, man. man, Is Brady... Is is Father Time catching up with Brady? Is... Like, what's the situation? It looks what's like the deal, it. man. What's it the looks deal? like
1: it, right? Two quarters, this guy couldn't complete a pass. Second, third quarter, he couldn't do anything. He's spiking the ball into the ground. Like again, his receivers have let him down at times, but there's times that he's let them down too. He's missing throws, and he, he ain't yelling at offensive linemen now. He's yelling at himself because he he's just not making the plays out there. And you you don't know if it's his grip, you know if it's throwing motion. You know, when it's late, he seems to kind of figure it out again. But outside of that, it's been bad. Like you mentioned, didn't couldn't find Fournette could find Godwin early, but even he didn't have the best game. Evans, yeah. fine, right? Had 100 yards kind of towards the end in garbage but, time. I, I do
0: want to say, I do agree. I'm still okay with Bateman. I think towards the end of the, like, he just needs to get healthy, man. He just needs to get healthy. I'm still, I'm still in on him. And my in on him is like a top 12 type option. Nah, not at all. So, not yeah, right that's, now that's, Top 15, that's what, not at all. So not right what,
1: now. That's why I think we need to just, the talent, yes. But the the numbers and what we have to expect from him is is pretty low because of the offense that he plays in and and the style of play that they play with right like realistically do we expect him to see more than 80 targets in a season
0: yes Maybe, I, here's the right? thing Maybe. you can't you can't get that unless you develop chemistry with the quarterback and you can't develop chemistry with the quarterback unless you're on the field he just needs to be on the f- when has he been on the field any consistent stretch of time He's on the field five weeks here, the end of last season, missed the first part of last season. He's It's hard to develop that timing. It's not just plot player in and player just get the ball, right? He's not DeAndre Hopkins. He's not Devontae Adams. You got to develop that rapport with your quarterback, and he's just not there to do that. So hopefully we'll be able to see him on the field consistent enough to develop that relationship with Lamar Jackson. But I want to move on and talk about Kadarius Toney really quickly, Jay. You said, yep. what does this do for Sky Moore? What does this do for Tony? This is all, this is all I've been saying. I know a lot of people uh, a year and a half into his career have said he's a bust. He's a colossal bust. But I remember after the Dallas Cowboys game last year, people lost their mind when he played yeah. that game and was tearing up Trayvon Diggs and catching passes and making moves. Sometimes He's a, he's a year and a half into his career. He's a first-round pick. I believe the moment he got off of the plane in Kansas City, his hamstrings magically, magically healed up. And yep. Kansas City traded a third round pick in order to get him. What does this mean for him? It's a fresh start and an opportunity in a good offense, right? Am I am I saying that Kadarius Tony is going to come out here and become an all-pro wide receiver? Absolutely not. But sometimes players, this is this is where the fantasy space and the what have you done for me lately collides with sometimes it takes some guys some time to develop. Sometimes some situations just don't work. I mean he hadn't done anything this year because he hadn't been on the field. And I don't think that he and Dayball for you y'all saw this coming. We all saw this coming yeah, from very early. From, pre-season. from the pre before preseason, training camp, yeah. OTAs. He's not there. All I'll say is it's up to him to see whether he succeeds or fails, but he's been put in a situation in which he's going to have an opportunity because there is no guy at wide receiver in Kansas City right now. Juju's yeah. fine. MVS has had his moments. Sky Moore can't be trusted at this point. You damn sure can't put him back there in a punt return capacity because he continues to muff punts. So he's going to have an opportunity to see. And you know, if you have him, what are you? what's What's there to risk, right? Like, what are you... What, what big... Oh, well, would you shop him? Yeah, sure. But I want to kind of yeah. see what happens. Like, I just want to let football play out, man. Let me just watch yeah. football play out. Let me stop... I've been talking about this privately in the Discord. I feel like so many times in the Dynasty community, we counterpunch and we try to get ahead of some shit that hasn't even happened yet. Like, you don't counterpunch unless the guy throws one, right? If you go out there in yep. the middle of the boxing ring and start trying to counterpunch before a punch has been thrown, you're leaving yourself susceptible to getting to knock the fuck out. You're like, just sometimes slow down, let football play out, right? What's one week? What's two weeks? Who cares? I mean, yes, if you if somebody's offering you first round picks for Kadarius Tony, go ahead and do it. But yeah. other than that, like I'm just I just want to see. I just want to is there and there's nothing wrong with that. If people want to wait and see how the situation plays out, because as smart as we think we are, as smart as the fantasy space thinks they are, nobody knows what's gonna happen. Not a single damn one of us knows what's actually gonna happen in that situation. So for me, Jay, if I have Tony. And I had him. I'll just wait and see what happens. Let me wait and see if Kansas City utilizes him in a way that increases his value or potentially can increase his production. Let football play out. Stop thinking that
1: you can outsmart shit that isn't even hasn't even come to fruition yet, man. Well, I think what's interesting about Tony, right, is like some of the routes that Tyreek Hill used to run and the screenplays he used to run. Like I feel like Tony is a pretty good comp for that type of like short area quickness type stuff right and so if that's the way they want to use them i think that would be a good role and for people who don't know they are on by this week right so chiefs and chargers are on by this week so they will have you know 10-ish days or so to acclimate him a little bit if he's healthy and all that kind of stuff And they come back uh on the sixth versus the titans and then they face the jaguars so it's not a bad schedule for them to kind of get him acclimated and then they get into the deep part of their schedule just after that but I'm, i'm kind of with you i think that tony is a guy that you need to be patient on because the, we've seen the talent, and it's just can they utilize him in that way? And I think we've seen with plenty of receivers, the Chiefs find a way to maximize their guys outside of Sky Moore at this point. I mean,
0: it's—I don't even think it's so much as being patient. If you've had him, you've had him. Like you've—you've—you've yeah. you've, you've been being patient. So now y- you were patient while he was inactive on the Giants. He gets traded to Kansas City, and now you get impatient. Like I'm—like j- I just—you might as well just wait. Wait a couple of weeks and see what you have. If worst case scenario happens and he's awful, he can't catch, they don't utilize him, then you're in the same place you were three days ago. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you missed out on the third. You missed out on two thirds. You missed out on a second. It's not the end of the world. But if he does get the opportunity to make some explosive plays, he's the type of player that fickle fantasy gamers, it's not going to take much for them to buy back in. He catches a couple of passes from Mahomes. He jukes out a couple of defenders. He scores. It's not going to take much for people to be like, oh, I want me some Kadarius Tony. So that's just where I'm at personally with him, um, Jay. And then, like you talked about, Mike Mike Williams going down. Just sucks. Jamar Chase out. Uh, this is a stock up for T. Higgins, for Hayden Hurst. And Tyler Boyd, for too. For Tyler Boyd. Absolutely. Yep. And whoever could step up is maybe a third third receiving option in that offense. I don't know how much... Yes, it is definitely a a boost down for Joe Burrow, but it's also an opportunity to see Burrow utilize some different weapons, right? He doesn't have Chase there, so maybe he can develop some chemistry with some other guys and we'll see how that plays out. What's up?
1: I was just saying like I we'll see. I I'm I'll believe it when I see it, right? No, We've seen I said, him without it's an without Jamar I didn't say and... he
0: was. I said it's an opportunity for a franchise quarterback to step up without his one and make some plays. Like, I'm do not Do you think he can do it? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. Oh. I mean, it's he's a fucking quarterback in the league, man. He's, a, he's supposed to be this top guy. Go. You lost Jamar Chase. Okay. You still have T Higgins. You still have Tyler Boyd. You still have Joe Mixon. Make it happen. Like I'm not. It's not doom and gloom. If he can't, if he can't survive without Jamar Chase, then he's not a guy. If he can't, if he can't withstand without Chase, then he's not a guy, man. What are we doing? It's football, bro. Damn. All right. Let's go. Get into the not so obvious starts of the week. Who we got?
1: All right. Do you want to start a quarterback? Because mm-hmm. your boy, um, he's our not so obvious start of the week. We got Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones versus Seattle Seahawks this week. Should be a pretty good game, him versus Geno Smith. This game is in Seattle, so depending on how you feel about that, it looks slightly more difficult for Daniel Jones, but the Seattle Seahawks are 10th in fantasy points per game versus opposing quarterbacks. Danny Dimes has been running the ball like crazy. Many of you have probably seen the graphics. He has more rushing yards than Najee Harris on the season. And on top of that, they are Seattle's obviously very bad at covering running backs out of the backfield. So stock up for Saquon Barkley, we know that he's going to get the ball a ton. So that's the big thing for me is that you have a rushing quarterback against a bad defense that puts up a lot of points on the other side. And then on top of that, you do have Seattle who's bad at covering the best option out of the backfield for the New York Giants. So I think there's a lot of opportunities for Daniel Jones to have a really good game. You know, we saw what he did last week, 300 yards total, hundred on the ground, two touchdowns, I think that Jones could have a big game. A lot of people are on this already. Uh, you've yeah. seen a lot of people talking about Daniel Jones, but I think that you know for good reason, right? He's I think he's either a borderline top ten quarterback, if not a top ten quarterback, he's playing really but he's football. still Daniel Jones. So people don't want to start him. But this week is the week that I think you probably can start him. I think he's in a really good spot this week.
0: Yeah, I'm. Um, every week that goes by, I get more and more more. I, I move my way up closer to the front of the uh, front of the Daniel Daniel Jones train. I'm just. Moving cars, I'm moving cars, I'm opening the door and I'm moving up. I believe in what—I understand how valuable having a coach that sort of believes in you and puts you in a situation to succeed. And that's what we've seen from Brian Dayball and the New York Giants. It's not to say that Daniel Jones is a top-five talent in the NFL or a top-five arm or a top-five processor. But what they're doing with him in New York is they are making— the Daniel Jones round peg fit in the Daniel Jones round hole and they're not trying to make him be anything other than what he is. And he's getting you can see the comfort level that he has in that offense. You can see the trust that's starting to develop between he and his offensive coordinator and his head coach. And when you have that type of culture, when you have that type of environment for a young player, this is what you get. You saw him throw for 200 plus yards last Sunday and rush yep. for over 100 yards. And he didn't turn the ball over. He was not sacked. He didn't put it in harm's way. He took what was there, and the offense is catering to him. And when you see that, it's hard not to buy into it. I think Daniel Jones, let's just go through the list. Who are you starting this week? You starting anybody from the Denver or Jacksonville game over Daniel Jones at quarterback? T-Law or Ripian or or Russell Wilson? No. You starting anybody from Atlanta or Carolina over Daniel Jones? No.
1: Probably no, not. No, you're
0: not. No, you're not starting Marcus Mariota or PJ Walker hey, over no, Daniel. No, PJ Jones. Walker was the one I was. You're, you're not doing thinking it. about it. Okay, thinking you, about you it. You starting Kenny Pickett over Daniel Jones? No. Absolutely. Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones, Zach Wilson? No, no, no. no. no right, you're not doing it. You starting Jared Goff over Dan? I mean, Daniel no. Jones, top ten option this week for yep. in a game that should be a high paced environment with scoring. He's been a phenomenal story this season, and outside. Of his running back counterpart Saquon Barkley should be one of the front runners for comeback player of the year in the NFL. Now, Jay, I want to ask you a question. I want. To, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You got something? So, so,
1: well, not not anything crazy, but what's crazy actually is that Saquon Barkley, right, front runner for comeback player of the year, but Geno Smith down to plus three fifty. okay? Was not anywhere near this range. Um, and then to your point about Dable, um, he is, he is coming for Nick Sirianni for coach of the year right now. Nick Sirianni, obviously heavy favorite. Um, Eagles are still undefeated, but, and I talked about this with one of our, one of our patrons, Evan, and talking about how I think that one small slip up from Sirianni would basically give Dable the award because of how bad the Giants are. Right. But you're talking about what he's done with Daniel Jones phenomenal, right? Dable is supposed to be this QB savior and he's done it in every sense of the word, right? He's probably done more than I think people even expected him to do with Daniel Jones in his first season. Any,
0: any, um, any interest we're getting. So not so obvious, right? Any interest. And I'm not going to Indianapolis with Sam Ellinger. I'm not doing that. Thank God. What about, what about Andy Dalton in new Orleans this week versus the Las Vegas Raiders? Any interest, like, if you've got to make a decision, right? The the Rams have the 49ers and you no never way. know how that's going to go, right? Uh Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, do you trust Aaron Rodgers on Sunday night football in Buffalo <laughs> with his cast of receivers or can I interest you, you know they're going to throw the ball 35 times with Andy Dalton? You I'm just he almost even though he had what two pick sixes, he was still the yep. top quarterback on And three picks, coming, and three picks. Any interest in dirty, nasty, it's a dirty, nasty fantasy
1: season. Any interest in Andy Dalton this week, Jay? Ray, I think you might be onto something, right? Like, I really do. You just, you kind of laid out the case. QB2, last week, yes, he threw three picks. I don't care. This isn't, is he going to win the game? It's, can you put up fantasy points? The Raiders have allowed the most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks since week three. Let's go. Right. Let's go. They are allowing a ton of points. They score on top of that, right? Josh Jacobs is going to do his damage on the ground. We'll see if Derek Carr can finally put up some points. Seventh in passing yards allowed per game. Dalton should be fine, right? They can't really run the ball very well. We'll see if that running game can kind of get going this week. But on top of that, they also allow a lot in the backfield as well. They allow a lot to the slot, right? So whether it's Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, they're the worst team in the slot to opposing tight ends and to opposing wide receivers. So... I mean, I mean, where is mean, it going to go wrong? Michael Thomas could be back this week. Oh he's not practicing, but he, yeah, he, <laughs> he, may, he could be back, right? But the, the key is the Doesn't slot. Doesn't matter. They the got Rasheed. They got Rasheed Shahid, man. Raheed they got, Shahid, must they got touchdown, Shahid, baby. The, yeah, the yeah. touchdown maker, man. Exactly. Uh, Fucking touchdown rainmaker, Rasheed Shahid right there. But yeah, I, I think Andy Dalton is in a really good spot. An ugly, an ugly one, you're not gonna want to play him. QB2. Uh, yep. You know, Michael Thomas is out. Of course he's out. Yeah, he's but out. <laughs> yeah, of course. QB two, not a QB one, QB two, but again, with upside. The Raiders playing some high scoring games. Some mentioned in the chat Davis Mills put up 20 points yep. on them, legit allowing the most fancy points per game since week three, when kind of defenses adjust a little bit. That data again over on the 33rd team's edge tool. If you want to go check it out, um, that's where I get a lot of this data stuff. But I do like Daniel Jones first. I think who, Andy Dalton is very sneaky this week. As a you, I,
0: I, I think for me, if I'm looking at this outside of Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, in which we know are very good, I Dude. think Tua's is in a smash spot this week versus Detroit. He is. I think he is. Tua, if if you've been holding them, you this is the one. This is the game that you're pinpointing, right? It's indoors, yep. fast track, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle versus the worst defense in football, the Detroit Lions. Yep. The Tua. Tua should be the QB just start of the week. Like, uh, again, Josh Allen, yeah. Jalen Hurts. We get Yeah, Jalen Hurts right? is the uh, – yeah, yeah, he's, d- he's, yes. he's the
1: dude this yeah, week. Jalen but Hurts Tua. is the
0: dude. But Tua yeah. this week versus
1: Detroit should be – he should be in a great spot, Jay. Yeah, no, Ray, And that's funny. I was talking to our buddy, Jordan Vanek, right? About Tua, because like you mentioned, smash spot against Detroit. So I want to give Jordan credit because he was all over Dak Prescott last week because the Detroit Lions play man like over 50% 50 of the time. But against the Cowboys, they played zone 80% mm-hmm. of the time. They completely flipped their defense. And so he was like, he was laughing only because we're going to see if they make that switch over the long term, because there's no way in hell they're going to revert back to man against the Miami Dolphins, right? So coming off the bye, they switched from their man defense over to a zone defense. And I think regardless of the defense they play, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle will eat. But if heaven forbid they do play that man defense versus versus offense, they are going to get cooked and on top of that I do like Raheem <laughs> Mostert in that offense right well, but yeah I gonna, the Detroit I Lions... was going to
0: talk about Raheem Mostert for the running backs man you want to just you want to just go to running backs and I'm telling you right Tell don't me. be surprised Tell if me. PJ Walker has a good week i know you okay. want to dog him no, no 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 i but, didn't dog him i didn't dog him but i'm not starting
1: pj walker over daniel jones i didn't dog if, him though. if you are desperate there are worse options than pj walker i am telling you man the atlanta falcons are that bad i don't i don't I know. know if we have a status on aj Terrell right now but he could potentially not play. The cornerbacks are all banged up. Yep. And and I think that PJ Walker showed something, right? They're probably not going to pass a ton, but there are worse options than going up against that Atlanta defense because it is wretched through the air. It's Taylor just, Heineke like, God, too. Off.
0: Taylor Heineke versus Indy. Taylor Heineke versus <sighs> if you're if you're down and out this is the not so obvious starts, right? If you're down, I was and looking out, at him. I don't. You don't, don't like love it. it. You don't I don't love it. it? I, don't I don't love, love it either. It. It's lower down the priority it. list. Would you yes. roll out Sam Ellinger in any league? Just asking. Any league? Hell
1: no. Okay. Hell no. No okay. way in hell, right. dude. There's just I don't care if he can run. People need to understand. And Ray, you didn't even say this. He is Taysom Hill playing quarterback, but he's slower. And maybe you can say he has a better arm. But this is what you're rolling out there at quarterback. <laughs> if you and again, Taysom Hill can break tackles. We've seen it in the league for years. He can throw a little bit. Ellen has a better arm, no experience, and he's legitimately just Taysom Hill. Like, you, you don't want that as a spot start without seeing anything he's done in the league. I just, I don't think it's a good matchup for him. I don't really want to go there. Not a big fan of Sam Mallinger this week.
0: Where we at with running backs, man? Uh, we could stick in Carolina. Talk about Deontay Foreman, uh, Chuba Hubbard. Not sure if he's in or, I, I think he got banged up. I know. Yeah, some limited, that's the problem. He got banged up, and his availability in practice has been. I don't know if he's been available all week. But versus Atlanta, right? This is probably going to be just a. I don't even know what this game is going to either look be like. Be high
1: scoring or either, super yeah, or low super scoring low. right? One of the but other.
0: One of the things that Carolina is committed to doing is they're committed to running the ball. They're not going to let PJ Walker throw it fifty times. So if you've got Deontay Foreman. If Chuba Hubbard is playing, I think you could fire up both of those guys because they showed that they'll use them both in the running game, right? Protecting the ball, not put in, again, Carolina. I mean, what do you do? If you're Carolina, are you like, look, man, we really need to lose to get this number one overall pick or we're one game out of first place. Let's just get to the dance and see what happens.
1: Yeah. See, that's the problem, right? If you're an interim head coach, you're not trying to lose games, right? You want to try and potentially yeah. earn that job over the long term, whether they it's a realistic shot or not. And winning that first game, it, you instilled confidence in the team, right? You you rallied the troops. You won a game against, but for better or not, a better team, right? Say what you want about the Bucs, but they have a better roster than the Carolina Panthers. So... I think you're right. You know, you got to start Foreman. I think that Foreman is the better pass catching back on top of that. It's just Chuba got the start. Unfortunately, I think that Foreman's kind of better served in that role personally. They said Chuba's um, in a boot
0: today. So it seems like ooh. it's going to be Foreman. And Milk Crate, you're, oh. I got to tell you, man, I appreciate you tapping the show, but uh, no. He says you, Carolina you might you can't Carolina's, force Arthur's Carolina's, Carolina's defense might force Atlanta to throw. When you're down 21 points to the Cincinnati Bengals and you still line up in it. I formation. There's, no one's going to make them throw. They're not throwing the ball. Like they're not throwing the ball. Not happening. Not yep. if you don't start. Let me just go ahead and say you're not so obvious, or you should be so obvious. Start. Don't starts. Do not start Kyle Pitts. Do not start Drake London. Neither of those two. Just you can't. You can't do it, man. You and I love both players. You can't no, do no, it. No. They're not going to throw the ball enough in order for those guys to matter. All right, Jay. I want to go to New York. What are we doing with okay. the New York backfield this week? Got to fire up Carter, Ooh. right? Versus versus a New England team where their calling card is supposed to be defense, yet yeah, they don't really play good defense anymore because for whatever True. reason. Um, what are you
1: doing with the uh, with Michael Jets Carter backfield. with the Jets backfield? What are you doing? I think you could start Michael Carter, but I don't want to. It's probably the best way to put it. Like again, it's we're talking deeper here, flex options at best, right? Deeper leagues. I think you have to start Carter because he's probably going to get the receiving work, right? I I think more importantly is it will be a backfield by rotation for the carries, right? A running back can go in there. Christian McCaffrey we saw this week. James Robinson come into a team, get carries. But he's not going to be in pass protection. He's probably not going to be running Right. right out of the backfield. That will be Michael Carter. And I think that's the reason why you could potentially start him. Outside of that, though, I don't have high expectations for him. I don't think he's going to have this massive role. He could, but even against the Patriots' defense, what are they going to do? They're going to force Zach Wilson to throw the ball because he's terrible, right? And Bill's going Bill knows that. So that's my biggest fear, right? Is If he sees eight, nine-man fronts, he's not going anywhere. They're not breaking a big play, especially with Elijah Vera Tucker out for the season. Like Their offensive line is depleted like that, right? So that's where, for me, it's like you could start him because he's probably going to see the volume and, and the work, but... What does that work look like? I don't expect a whole lot from from uh, from Michael Carter personally. I'll give
0: I'll give, a, I'll give a, a deep flex running back start. I think Khalil Herbert is in play. You can move the ball okay. a little bit. I think you can move the ball a little bit on our Dallas defense. Right, they're they're 14th against the run in the league. So right there in the middle, but he's got explosiveness. You you're probably going to have. I don't know who they would have spy Justin Fields to make sure he doesn't run around all day all over the place. But I think in in a pinch, like if you've lost your, you know, if you lost Brees Hall, if you're down Javonta Williams and you're looking for an upside play, not a floor play but somebody that could rip off a run, score a touchdown. I think Khalil Herbert versus Dallas is in play. Wouldn't be at the top of the list. I still like Raheem Mostert quite a bit this week versus Detroit as well. I want to fire up all Dolphins, but I think in a pinch, yeah. uh, desperation flex play, you lost if Zeke's not playing, if you were relying on a Chuba Hubbard to get in there. I do think you could roll out Khalil Herbert th- this week, Jay. I think I think that's a, a, a nice little sneaky start as well as I want to go to Washington and talk about Antonio Gibson. I think you could start Antonio Gibson this week as well. Yeah. He's the more explosive rusher. We know Brian Robinson is going to get his 15 to 20 rush attempts for 40 to 55 yards. Uh, so I think you could start Antonio Gibson in a in a flex kind of situation if you needed to as well.
1: I would fire him up as, in, in that game versus Indy. Yeah, like the biggest thing here is that Antonio Gibson's gonna catch passes out of the backfield. We've seen that already with Taylor Heineke. And so the biggest thing with the Colts is the Colts allow a lot, I think it's what, the 11th most fantasy points per game to the opposing running back position, um, but fifth most receiving yards while only allowing 98 yards per game on the ground. And so these points are coming through the air. So you have to exploit them through the air. Brian Robinson, of course, will get his carries and kind of plot his way out there. But Gibson actually is a legitimate start. You know, you don't really think of him in that way, especially now with how he's splitting carries. But I truly believe that like he could have a good game in this one because they're going to try and beat the Colts. Heineke has been playing, you know, serviceable for the fantasy players around him, whether it's Antonio Gibson or for Terry McLaurin. He did show a little something that he can get the ball to these guys and they can perform well. So I am with you. I think that Gibson is a good start against Indy and potentially, you know, Sam Ellinger turnovers, some short fields, higher touchdown upside. There's. While Matt Ryan turns the ball over a lot, it doesn't mean that Washington's going to force these turnovers all the time. So I think that, you know, with Sam Ellinger, a new quarterback, that can kind of confuse him a little bit. And that defense is still pretty good. I think I think that Ron does can put together a good game plan versus rookie quarterback. So I am with you. But my top two are, like you mentioned, Raheem Mostert, second most fantasy points allowed per game and second most rushing yards allowed. Mostert should be a must-start for sure. And Devin Singletary, I think, is sneaky this week. Oh, yeah. Um, it seems it seems obvious because he's Devin Singletary, but I feel like people don't know and some of these blowout games he hasn't done a whole lot i think in this one versus the packers they are fourth in rushing yards allowed per game to running backs and so i think that while it won't be much through the air he can do damage on the ground and we saw that against the uh the chiefs you know coming off the bye i think he will be heavily involved in this offense of course we'll see a ton of gabe davis stefan Diggs, and obviously josh allen will do his thing but i think that devin singletary can have a pretty good game this week versus the packers all
0: right jay you want to move to the wide receiver
1: position and talk about some of those guys Yes, the wide receivers were tough this week for me. Um, But I have to start with DJ Moore. DJ Moore has a great matchup versus Atlanta. Number three in fancy points allowed to wide receivers. First in receptions and seventh in yards, sixth in touchdowns. Only person you really want to play outside of the running backs on Carolina. Um, They showed, PJ Walker showed he could get him the ball. And he got him the ball more effectively than Baker Mayfield ever did, right? And I think that's the biggest thing here is whatever change in this offense, I don't know. But DJ Moore is now getting the ball. He's scoring touchdowns. I think you need to trust him this week against Atlanta. You know, there's people out there who may be benching him. I think that'd be a mistake. I think he's in a great matchup. And I think you got to start DJ Moore this week.
0: I 100% agree with you. I mean, that's the only person they're going to throw the ball to. I mean, Terrace Marshall, get his customary targets, but you got to fire up uh, DJ Moore. They showed a concerted effort to get him the ball. P.J. Walker looked fine to me throwing the ball. I know they didn't ask him yeah. to do a ton through the air. The defense carried him versus Tampa Bay, and the running game was potent versus the Buccaneers. But D.J. Moore was definitely involved in that offense. And when I checked keep trade cut two weeks ago, he was valued as wide receiver 33, 35, and now he's yeah. jumped back up. Right? Look, the fickle yeah. fantasy space, man, he's jumped right back up. I do think D.J. Moore is in play. Um, The Kadarius-Tony trade, I don't think it did much in terms of, oh my God, this person to the moon on the Giants offense, but it did secure Wondell Robinson's sort of spot in that offense. He had eight targets last Sunday, six receptions, 50 yards. I think you can fire up Wondell Robinson in this matchup versus the Seattle Seahawks. And in that same game, you saw Marquise Goodwin get a lot of run when DK Metcalf went down. I know it's ugly. It's but this is where we are man like there are in, people think about what we just lost at wide receiver this week we lost Jamar Chase and Mike Williams, Mike Williams. this week right and you know, DKs not playing and right and DKs is out. not is is out so there may be some leagues out there where you're just hurting man you know you can't you've got the Allen Robinson you can't play him you know you've got these these rece- like you can't do it right so if you're looking for a matchup in which there is you you following the trends a high scoring game Quarterbacks that are playing really well, I think in a in a desperation flex kind of play, Marquise Goodwin. You can take a look at him versus uh versus the Giants in this matchup on uh on Fox. And uh, I'm not, it would not be a high play. I'm not telling you to start Marquise Goodwin over damn Ceedee Lamb here or Tyler Boyd, but in a pinch, if you're just like man, it is between. This player and Kadarius Tony, and we don't even know how much run he's going to get. You know, Corey Davis bye, bye. went that. Like, I, I mean, I think yeah, you could Yeah, Corey throw Davis him. probably not playing too. Yeah, you could throw him, throw maybe, throw Marquis Goodwin out there. It's, Again, it's, well, it's, it's
1: gross. He, Olympic, Olympic speed, right? That's what yeah. people need to understand. Olympic speed a hundred meter participant, I believe in 2012, like dude is fast, right? He can get deep. And if there's one thing the giants can get beat, it is deep, right? That's, that's the biggest thing is that they don't allow a ton to the slot. So a little bit tougher, um, out of the slot for him playing, uh, playing outside though. Yeah,
0: they no, had him playing outside. That's yeah. what I'm saying.
1: It's they're more susceptible outside is, is the biggest thing. That's, that's the only spot that really has been beating the giants It's outside and guys who can get deep on them. Um, so Goodwin obviously fits that mold. And I think that, that you are right. You could definitely start him. In this one, now Ray, I want to go over to another wide receiver. Let's go, and I don't want to talk about this guy yet. We'll wait on, uh, okay. on Mr. Campbell, but I want to talk about Romeo Dobbs. Do you think he is the guy you start this week on this Packers offense? Because so here's the case, right? You have to start a Packers wide receiver because the Bills are probably going to put up 40 on the Packers yes. this week, which means Aaron Rodgers is probably going to throw the ball 40 to 45 times because they're going to be coming back. And so, unless they bench him for Jordan Love, which maybe they'll do that if they're really losing badly. I still believe that you want to start somebody because there will be targets to be had. I think you potentially start Robert Tanya, right? We'll see about yes. Josiah DeGuarra. I think that Tanya's the better option at tight end. But then from the receiver standpoint, Alan Lazard is probably not going to play. You have Sammy Watkins. We'll see if how effective he is. And then Romeo Dobbs is the next guy on the target peg. But again, still has to face these top corners. Uh, you know what, Ray, I haven't seen? Is Shredavis White back? I don't know. I saw him practicing
0: like a week ago. I'm not sure if he's back or not, but I get where you're going with this Romeo Ruled Dobbs. Out. Okay, so he's oh, not playing. He's not so he's playing. going to be
1: facing other rookies, right? Kyrie Elam or Ullum. the six-round pick. Yep. So he'll be facing other rookies. But again, it's the case of someone has to get the ball because they're going to have to throw the ball. Okay. Someone's saying Samir Toure out of Nebraska. Look, it's all good. maybe. And maybe. Amari Rogers? And maybe. And right? Randall Cobb's is probably not going to play in this one yeah, either. I so, feel you. Damn. So I, it could be Dobbs it week. It should be Dobbs. It should be Dobbs, right? He he struggled this week. And Aaron Rodgers again had mental errors. He's dogging no. his whole team. Dogging his they're you, gonna you have heard that? Dogging
0: his whole team, man. Dogging yeah. his whole team. Bad. Yeah, Bad. Like he's not like he's playing all pro ball himself, yeah. but neither here nor there. But I like it. Keep going, man. Keep
1: I like this case. I like this case that you're making. So I think it's Dobbs. I think he's the guy that you want to start because he's probably gonna see double digit targets or Somewhere in that range, at which point, even against the Bills offense, defense, I think you still got to start them. But Ray, can we start Paris Campbell this week? I knew you were going to go there. Um, So let me, here's the case. Washington has allowed the sixth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers, fifth in fantasy points to the slot position, sixth in yards per game allowed, fifth in touchdowns and third in yards per reception. So they're allowing deep routes out of the slot. Again, this is. Paris Campbell, right? He's going to play in the slot. Alec Pierce and uh, Michael Pittman outside. outside. Yep, had a great couple weeks, right? But again, people need to understand this quarterback switch means everything. They're going to heavily rely on JT and whoever else is playing running back. Dion Jackson, Sam Ellinger will run the ball, whether you like it or not. Like you like, same thing with Taysom Hill. Whether you like it or not, he's going to run the ball, yeah. right? So. Who do we rely on? The answer is nobody, but the matchup is very good for Paris Campbell. Should you want to start him? I don't think it's terrible, but you have to understand he could get you next to nothing. And you're also, just to throw it
0: out there, you are firing up DeAndre Hopkins with full confidence versus the Minnesota Vikings. Like just, you are firing him up. And um, here's the thing. I just don't want to, I got to wait and see what what this indie offense looks like. They could legit come out there And run triple triple option. I I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know what they're gonna do. So while I kind of want to buy into the Campbell thing, I I just gotta wait and see with Sam Ellinger. I I I truly watching him at Texas, I would (laughs) have never imagined that he would ever start a game in the NFL. Ever. Yeah. Willingly, like the coach willingly putting him in. For the rest of the season. Like I I, would have never imagined that happening. So I just need to I need to see that play out, Jay. I want to ask you really quickly about Elijah Moore and the Jets because Corey Davis Ugh. is looking like he's out. Is this a case of the squeaky wheel gets the grease with Elijah Moore back and they want to use him more in the slot and kicking Garrett Wilson on the outside? Since Zach Wilson has returned, I, we haven't heard anything from the wide— I mean, this is wide receiver purgatory right now yep. with Zach Wilson at quarterback, yet they are 5-2 and two on the season, so— any interest do you have any sort of confidence level whatsoever in starting elijah moore this week
1: absolutely not i mean how could you let's be honest so let me look at this game log here last time he played <laughs> new much. england Go ahead. last time he played new england six and ten 51 yards pretty sure he got hurt in that game and in the other one 19 for 33 210 and four interceptions Oof. yeah so again he was a rookie you yeah, know, rookies rookie. don't play well against Bill Belichick, but it ain't like he's playing that good right now either, right? Like, he he does look worse than he did last season to end the year. So, right now, you know, he's never thrown for either 250 in his first game back. But since then, 210, 110, 120, I think you're going to see basically what we saw against Denver, right? Like, they're probably going to try and run the ball, except now they don't have Brees Hall. He only threw the ball 26 times in that one completed 16 passes, threw for 121. Maybe Elijah Moore helps him out a little bit. I I believe in the talent, but... It ain't like any of these receivers have made much of a difference for him. He's either getting sacked, throwing the ball away, or running for his life. And I don't think yeah. that's going to change this week. So I only get started, man. I think you. it's the same case for Garrett Wilson. You're not starting Garrett Wilson, so why would we start Elijah Moore? One more, and this is based on the
0: trade narrative and what could potentially happen. Any chance Pittsburgh tries to feature some Trace Claypool this week versus Philadelphia out of the slot? to try to move him before the deadline. Do you think you can start Chase Claypool? Philly's going to put up points on Pittsburgh. Do you think Claypool is in play? I went and looked at the team's leading receiver. You know who's the leading receiver for Pittsburgh is right now?
1: Isn't it George Pickens?
0: George Pickens. Yeah, not Deontay. But do you think you can throw Chase Claypool out there in a showcase game versus the Eagles in which they're probably going to be trailing?
1: I think that you can roll him out there, although I don't think it's going to be a showcase game. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, just, I don't think I'm that. Just, yeah, okay. <laughs> but your narrative of the Eagles will probably put up thirty-five to forty points, and Jalen Hurts will probably be QB one on the week because this defense is terrible. Yes, a hundred percent. The Got same it. case you make for the Packers receivers versus the Bills. It's the same case you make for the Pittsburgh wide receivers versus the Eagles. The Eagles are a great defense, but realistically, they're going to put up a ton of points. They'll probably fall asleep in the second half, and maybe just maybe Kenny can throw for 300 yards in this game. So I don't hate it. I think there's a chance that he could have a good game, whether it's Pickens, Deontay, Claypool. I never want to choose. I just have no idea. But the game script is probably in all those players' favors this week. All right, let's move on to the tight end position really quickly.
0: What do we got? I know you talked about Robert Tanyan a little uh, earlier. And it's, you know, like you said, Buffalo's going to put up 35 points on Green Mm -hmm. Bay. And Robert Tanyan is one of the most trusted wide receivers or pass catchers that Aaron Rodgers has. Uh, what uh, what tight ends do we have this week that you could throw out there? Uh, I'll say Hayden Hurst. We, we can just rapid fire these. I think you can roll Hayden Hurst out there with confidence mm-hmm. this week with no Jamar Chase. I think Robert Tanyan is one hundred percent in play. Do you have anybody a little dirtier? Do you want to? Is there is there anybody a little nastier? Any Brock Wright from uh, from <laughs> no. the Detroit Lions? You want to throw out some Brock Wright?
1: Any Brock Wright? No, I'm not going to Brock okay. right yet. Uh, Marlon said Taysom Hill, of course. You always got to start the uh, tight end Hill. god, Taysom yeah. Hill. Uh, but Irv Smith Jr. is one that I do like. Um, great matchup against the Cardinals. Cardinals allow the second, second most yards and fantasy points to tight ends. We saw what Jawan Johnson did this week. So, again, same type of situation. Middle of the field, they play a lot of zone defense. Tight ends can beat them because their linebackers, for better or worse, aren't that good. Isaiah Simmons, for whatever reason, doesn't cover tight ends, mm-hmm. even though he'd probably be pretty good at it. I think Irv Smith is a guy that you can play, but they do use Johnny Munt as well. Um, James said in the chat, Harrison Bryant, he should be filling in for David and this week. I'm good on that. I think he's okay. I'm you know, you get on that one. But we've seen a lot of volume. We've seen a lot of volume go to the tight end position. You so a lot of volume, volume go to Njoku. Go? I-, I hear you. I'm. I'm. I'm just I'm, saying. Yeah, I know. I it's it's right? not so. I'm good on Harrison Bryant, but yeah. Yeah. Jay said Evan Ingram. I've been talking about him for weeks. He's been, he's been fine. You know, startable tight end, not, not got a massive ceiling, but against Denver, we'll see Denver's tough, but then Juwan Johnson, you want to start him again. The okay. Raiders allow the third, third worst team in the NFL versus tight ends, allow the most fantasy points to tight ends out of the slot and our second worst wide receivers out of the slot. Their slot coverage is God awful. Juwan Johnson coming off tight end one week. You start him again. He, Andy Dalton showed some confidence in him. He performed well, And just like last week, he has another great matchup against a team that can't cover the tight end. So I think Juwan Johnson, you can fire him up. People don't know he's a converted wide receiver. So he's got the ball skills. He can go downfield a little bit. He's a guy that, even though he's a tight end, wide receiver skill set. So he will be good receiving the ball um, out of the slot and even in line as well. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, before we
0: get out of here, Jay, uh, those are our not-so-obvious starts of the week. Everybody that we mentioned, these are not Number one slot options, not even number two. This is as you get, you know, lower on your depth chart, you're looking at your rosters, you got flex spots and you're trying to make a decision. There's these are some players that you could potentially throw in your lineup and hope and pray for some points. Uh, we've got a great slate of college football games this weekend, Jay. So if you are a fan of of the college football world. I mean, we've got Michigan, Michigan State, Ole Miss, Texas A&M. USC is back versus Arizona. Will Levis versus Hendon Hooker. That's a game we should all be tapped into. Will Levis versus Hendon Hooker. The battle for who's QB, two, three, four in the class. We also have Florida versus Georgia at Georgia. So whatever we think about Anthony Richardson, if, if he can do something versus this, if he can, This could be the game that people are like, oh, man, he did it versus Georgia. Maybe he's got something right Maybe he's back up. We also have TCU, West Virginia, Ohio State, Penn State. This is a great weekend of college football with some phenomenal matchups and a lot of 2023 NFL draft implications. Oklahoma State, K-State. We get Bo Nix, who's starting to creep up. He's getting talked about in this quarterback class. Bo Nix. Outside of his first game versus Georgia, Bo Nix has been lights out
1: at Oregon. Phenomenal. He's
0: been phenom- phenomenal. Phenomenal. versus Cal. So this is a Notre Dame versus Syracuse. Sean Tucker versus Syracuse. Oh. So this weekend of college football is a really, really good one. So make sure you're tapped into that. Um, it should be a good weekend of football all the way around, Jay.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for the matchups. Like you mentioned, I I'm definitely go- want to watch Tennessee, Kentucky. Um, yes. Florida versus Georgia. You got. It. You're we'll gonna see. watch. We'll I'm gonna, gonna watch it. I'm gonna, all gonna watch, watch it. But man, you you talk about a guy who could go way up or or way down. down. Like e- way down. even if Rich like he he may look bad and people are like, oh, it's Georgia. But like if he looks bad, he looks bad. You can't really. Take that away from him, right? So it's it will be interesting. It'll be, but yeah, Bo Nix becoming a legitimate, a legitimate third, fourth round pick at this point. Maybe. Oh man, he's working not his. That high, he's, but no,
0: he's working his way into day two. He's working his way into day two. When you think about Dude. the QB landscape right now, it's Bryce Young, CJ Stroud at Wild. the top. You've got Will Levison, and Hendon Hooker, and after that, DJU has fallen off a map. I don't want any Tanner McKee early. I don't know what Cam Rising is going to do. I mean, he's wh- the rising in the
1: draft boards.
0: Right, he's rising. Bo- a. Rich doesn't look like he's going to declare. So Dude. when you're looking at the QB landscape in 2023,
1: I've seen crazier things happen, man. I've seen. Man, I was on. I was on some bullshit all offseason. Like, yeah, let's buy into Bo Nix because he's a quarterback. Like late in C 2 C rookie drafts and stuff. Yeah. Like late, late, late. And it's, it's
0: he looks all, right. the, all all you can do. Is execute the task and the assignment in which you're given. And right now, Bo Nix is doing it. He's got the pedigree yep. from high school. He's got the athleticism. Yeah. He's what will he be in the league? <laughs> I have no idea. The Bo Nix experience is a wild one. But right now, oh, he's yeah. playing good foot. He's playing good football. He's gonna play Cal, an opportunity to put up a ton of points. I'm excited yeah. for this weekend of college football, man. We got Drake May versus Pitt. So uh yeah, should be a good one, man. Should be a good one. But we appreciate everybody tapping into the show this week. Sorry, we were out on Wednesday. I have been swamped for work, gotta run right after the show. Make sure you subscribe to the all-gas newsletter. 40 chess came out today, uh, off the line mm-hmm. fantasy football yesterday. Make sure you go back to listen to Destination Dynasty, Scott Connors podcast. We got Jeff Mueller doing the injury show, America's Game, yep. coming out next week. Jay, we got prop videos coming out for Sunday oh. football, college football. We got a lot of shit going on over here on the channel, so make sure you subscribe to the channel. If it's your first time being here, we appreciate you. Jay,
1: anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here? No, man, I think this is a good week. Good sports weekend. And World Series starts today. Who's in the World I got the Phillies. Series? Who's I, in the World Philly's, Series? The Phillies and the Astros. Where's I the game the at? This game's in Houston. God it damn it, me. I'm going to
0: Houston tonight, so it's going to be packed. Be, Dude, I'm it's going gonna to Houston be tonight. Madness.
1: And I'm going to be downtown. It's going to
0: be madness. I'm going to be downtown tonight. Oh,
1: bro, you are. So I got to deal s- with world Series traffic
0: and it's raining.
1: It's going to uh, be Well, they got to
0: dome. They got a dome, anyways. It's going to be
1: yeah I, It will be insane, man. Yeah. World series. How do
0: you sub to the good. newsletter? Link in the description. Link in the description. Video. Come on. Link in the description, baby. But appreciate y'all being here. Y'all enjoy the weekend. And we'll see y'all on Monday. Bright and early. We out of this thing. Peace. Patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content. And if you want to get in on that action, use the promo code wake up over on prospect for hundred percent deposit match up to $100 for first time users and a brand new show dropping on the Mojo YouTube channel. Myself and Jay rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on Mojo.